Hello and welcome to this podcast from Follow Him Ministries. We are looking at the book of Philippians and today we're in chapter 2. We're going to look at verses 5 through 11 of Philippians chapter 2. This is Paul's letter to the Philippians written in about 60 AD. Paul is writing from prison. He is chained to a Roman soldier and yet he writes about the joy and about the wonder and the grace and the peace of God that's so prevalent in his life, even during that difficult time. Let's pray together and ask God to open our hearts to see and receive what he has for us. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. We are gathered in your presence, gathered in your name, wishing to honor you and to lift up the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, help us to hear and see what you have for us, that we might be changed, that we would never be the same again. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. So picking up with verse 5 today, says, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Just before this, Paul had written that they should each be humble, they should not uh, engage in selfish ambition, but count others more important or more significant than themselves and see to the needs of others. So then he expands on that by saying, you should have the same sort of thinking that Jesus had. He came, even though he was God, he came and humbled himself He came with the approach that he was here to serve others, not to be served. So he says, have the same kind of mind in you that Christ had in himself. He said, although in verse 6, he was in the form of God, in other words, he was God, he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. In other words, while he was here, Even though he was fully God and fully man, it says in verse 7, he emptied himself by taking the form of a servant. That is, that that he set aside, if you will, his, his godly person and his office that he holds as God himself, God the Son, And he took on the form of a servant. Again, he said, I don't come to be served, but to serve others. Just for Christ to come to earth in the form of a man, we know that um, in John 1.14, I believe it is, it says, the word referring to Jesus became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory and he is full of grace and truth. So Jesus, who was Almighty God, emptied himself and came to serve us in the form of a servant. He was born in the likeness of men. In other words, his appearance was that of a man, and he was fully man as to his humanness, but as to his godliness, he still remained God. But he's saying again that he humbled himself and set that aside that he might come and and do for us what we could not do for ourselves. And what was that that we couldn't do for ourselves? It was that 
we could not save ourselves. We could not live the sinless life. We could not meet the requirements of the law. So God sent his son, which was his plan all along. This is not a backup plan. He sent his son to die in our place, to live the perfect life we couldn't live, and then to die in our place that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. None of us is righteous. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, not even one. But in Christ, when we're born again, he told Nicodemus, you must be born again, born from above, born of the Spirit. And when that happens, then then we are in Christ. It is no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. So we're looking at God who became a man that we who are sinful man might be reconciled or brought back to to God our Father who could have nothing to do with sin because of his holiness. And so Jesus, who is also Almighty God, humbled himself, came here and did for us what we could never do for ourselves. Verse 8 says, In being found in human form, he humbled himself by coming becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. While death on a cross is bad enough in and of itself, it was considered the the worst form of execution. It was reserved for those that were the worst of the worst or the lowest of the low. But Jesus humbled himself. He came for that very purpose. He came to die in my place and in your place. And he says that multiple times in the scripture. He says, shall I not drink this cup that is mine? And when Peter tried to say that he would never let him die, he said, get behind me, Satan. You have in mind the things of man, not the things of God. And so he was about God's business. He was God and he was about the business of God, reconciling sinful man to a holy God through his own life, his death, his sacrificial death where he atoned for our sin and his burial and resurrection and ascension and ultimately his return. And so what happened when he became obedient even to the point of death, even death on a cross? Everything about that looked like a failure, right? But God always does the opposite of the way the world looks at things. The, the ways of God and the ways of the world are two entirely, completely, totally different paths. Because at the moment that he became, uh, that he ceased to breathe, God highly exalted him, it says in verse 9, and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. Uh in John chapter 17, when Jesus was praying, and many people, including myself, call this his high priestly prayer, he says, Father, exalt me with the, the honors, I'm not quoting it exactly, that I had before the world existed. Jesus has always been God. He's always been with God the Father. And he's praying there that, that when this is over, when he's done his job on earth, he wanted to be restored to his place in heaven. And so here's when it happens. He dies on the cross, and God has highly exalted him. 
and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. And then two of my favorite biblical words, a phrase, so that. (laughs) I just love that because it lets us know with perfect crystal clarity what's about to happen and why. So he said that, that he died on the cross, God has exalted him, given him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. Every knee in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This will happen. Every tongue will confess. Some of them will confess joyfully and willingly right now. Maybe today's your day for salvation. If you've never trusted in Jesus before, let today be the day of salvation. Today would be a great day to be born again, born from uh, death to life spiritually, from spiritually dead to spiritually alive. But some won't. And when Christ comes back, ultimately every knee, every tongue will bow and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father, even those who are doing it from hell, even those who have completely rejected him will be, will be forced by his place and his position and that they'll have no choice but to acknowledge that he is just who he says he is, and that's exactly who he's always said that he is and was, that he is God, God the Son, one God eternally existing in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So what, what has he told us? He said, we should have a mind like Christ. We should have the mind of Christ. Let this mind be in you, which also is in Christ Jesus, uh, who humbled himself, didn't count equality with God, something to be held on to. He was willing to let go of that and become a person, a person with flesh, a baby born to a poor family in a manger. He was willing to do that, so he emptied himself, taking the form of a servant. Being found in human form, he he humbled himself and became obedient, even to the point of death, paying for my sin and your sin. And so as we were talking about uh, whether you've ever been born again, and today would be a great day, Jesus has done all the work for that. There's nothing for you to add to it. There's nothing any of us can add to it. We simply receive the gift of eternal life by placing our trust, that is our faith, in Christ. It says in Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and this not of yourselves. It also is a gift of God, so that no one may boast. So if you've never done that, then right now is the perfect time. You can pray and invite God to uh, receive you because he's standing with his arms open. He said that he so loved us that he gave his son that we might have eternal life. So he wants that for you if you've never trusted in Christ before. Let today be that day. Today 
be the day of salvation for you where you're born again. You're not born again by the prayer. You're born again by the finished work of Jesus, and you receive it as a gift when you put your trust in him for life here and life eternally, to transfer your trust from yourself to the finished work of Christ who said from the cross, it is finished, paid in full for your sin debt and mine. So may we have this mind that's in Christ, a mind that is humble before God and before man that seeks to serve rather than to be served, to empty ourselves, because that's what Christ did, and at the end, by everybody, he will be honored. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. God bless you.